Hello and welcome to the Coolest Kids. I am one of your hosts, Terrence Wiggins, joined by your other host, Brock. Brock. Back from L.A. Back from L.A. Feeling it, riding the wave. I, I'm i so tired. We're, we're both so tired. This is just going to be yeah. a delusional episode. <laughs> Which, it, it would have been so much worse. Uh, we, were, we were trying to record it two days ago. Uh, Terrence was trying to stay up late, waiting for me to get to a hotel room. And I, I haven't told you this. I wound up getting to that hotel room nearly two hours after when we were supposed to record. Oh, oh, so oh it, Lord. It would have been like 1 a.m. your time, and you were already yeah. <laughs> already almost asleep when we were still trying to figure it out. Uh, I And I can't imagine what that would have sounded like. It would have <laughs> just been like a low buzz for for an hour. Just The word emo just stretched out, uh, like just uh, <laughs> the recording pulled slowly into an hour-long setting. <laughs> Uh, so the album we're going to discuss today is Monty R.I.'s Wall of People, which is an album I really like and that I know that not a lot of people know about. Yeah, that's, uh, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, so since we, we, like, I chose the album, we spent like a week and a half, like, uh, before, Mar- between me it? choosing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, trying to, trying to decide when we're going to record. Um, you listened to this a few times. I I listened to this, and and it, it yeah. You go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say I really like this album. I just want to hear your thoughts on it because I know how I feel, and uh, I really like this album. So I liked it, and and as as Terrence said, uh, I was in L.A. It was a week and a half after we'd chosen this album, so I just listened to it a lot because I kept being like. We, we we were also trying to record it like a couple of different days, and I always try to make sure to re-listen to the album the day we record. So I, I listened to it like eight times through, but I was also listening to it in the backs of Ubers, moving between meetings and stuff. And what it became for me was that, it, and it sounds like a shitty review of the album, but I, I think it'll always hold a place in my heart for this. This is the most uh, background emo thing I could imagine. Uh, but it was mm-hmm. hitting all the right notes for me because it's just like if I wanted to put something in that I could just into my ears that I could just turn off my brain and feel OK. Uh, and and, and yeah. so the entire album sounds like one song to me at this point. Like I, when I first listened to it, I had notes on various songs and now I have nothing because it's just uh, the <laughs> same sort of song from start to finish. But it makes me feel good. It has all the things I want from emo. It has the high energy uh it has these breakdowns and for fuck's sake there's some horns uh and i was there just like i just I, I was just like shaking my shoulders in the back of a various ubers and be like this is a good way to have a little break and i i don't care what they're <laughs> talking about uh and and before we recorded today i went back to look at some of the song lyrics and i was like yeah i got nothing on most of this like it's just this one <laughs> like 50 minute chunk of of exactly what i would want if i was putting on emo is uh, and and even in looking at some of the lyric stuff like today, I was like, "Oh, there's a lot of stuff about like girls here." Nah, I don't. There's, I don't need any of that. <laughs> well, well, the thing about the girl, like the first song, is literally like the only song in the album that's about like the song. the The chorus of the song is, "I don't want to be your lover. I just want to be myself." But like every other song, except for there's like there's two songs in the album that is about a girl. But it's about her, like, finding her own life and moving to the city and, like, doing well for herself. Like, that's literally the plot of two songs. It's about a girl, like, living her best life. 
and then there's one uh is it metropolis i believe i believe it's metropolis no it is not metropolis i lied it is uh (laughs) it is just in time which is like this slow ballad uh that's that's just about it's uh he, the the last line they just keep repeating now come on give me a sign that you're not messing with my mind so that it that's it but what i really like about this album especially in the current climate of people being the worst on the internet um is that a lot of the album is about uh like being strong and looking for hope it's it's literally called wall of people yeah yeah it's <laughs> like uh like the the song in this legacy um where the chorus uh where he talks about in the chorus uh uh he says trust me because so far i've stood strong trust me because so far i've stood tall and talks about i'm proof of living dead and just basically there's a lot of like powerful not powerful i guess powerful but there's a lot of talk of like we're going to make it through this, which I feel like a lot of people need to hear instead of listening to everyone on the internet constantly talk about the opposite of that thing that I just said. <laughs> I, I, I like that the notes on the, on the album on Wikipedia are as, uh, are as follows. Um, notes. The song in this legacy appears on Tony Hawk's project eight. The song Between the Sheets appears on ATV Off-Road Fury Pro, and the song Castlebound is about the legend of Zelda, according to the band. So there's a fun, like, that's the only notes on the album are just game (laughs) tie-ins. Yeah. uh, One, I didn't even know that song was about Legend of Zelda. Uh, I I appreciate when somebody in the Wikipedia goes out of their way to be like, the band said this and here's the link, just so you know, (laughs) it's not my fucking interpretation bleeding over from genius or something. (laughs) Uh, I don't even think they have a genius page. Oh, no, they do. Yes. (laughs) No, no, they do. It's just, it's just further down. It's just further down the page. Uh, on the on the Google, but it's only their uh, their last album because they haven't made an album in nine years. Um, but apparently they got back together recently and all that other stuff. But uh, I don't know. There's just something about this album that takes parts of like post hardcore and like some of the stuff we we've reviewed recently, like the Deer Hunter. And even stuff like uh, Receiving into Sirens, where it's just like this sort of dramatic, like, it sounds big, uh, that you don't get with a lot of bands, and especially one, like, the only band you're going to find with horns in mainstream culture is just like whatever ska band that is in a skate video that uh, that you bought from Paxson. I was trying to think of a skate shop, but I couldn't. You got it right. <laughs> uh, I was like, is Pax on a skate shop? Yes. Is, a, is it? Yeah. Mm. There's a local skate shop that I was trying to think of, oh. but then I well, realized no one, that, no that wouldn't have made any that. sense. <laughs> that wouldn't have made any sense because no one would have been like, you know what? I know what you're talking about. Me, person, uh, states away from you. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, bike-based bars in the Midwest. For people mm-hmm. to like to and they've all got like terrible pun names like 
put on the brakes or something that's always just like it's it's a step too far in in, in how far you have to walk to get there. I was like, I, I don't know, just call it handlebars or something. I don't get uh, right, right. Uh, it's it's I don't need a sentence. <laughs> mine would be a speakeasy called Spokeasy. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't have shouldn't have done that. We're very tired. We're both very tired. Uh, so that's all I have to say about this album. It's, I want to hear about your. Yeah, it's. Uh, I liked it, and I think it's hitting on something that I'm realizing more and more as you uh, bring me these bands that I was like, no, one, I've, ne- I've never heard of that. I don't know anyone who's ever heard of that. That there's there's just this really nice chunk of music there that for what we enjoy uh, aesthetically about this genre, uh, mm-hmm. there were a lot of people that did very well at that and had very nuanced different takes on it. And like I, I had so much time with this one that I watched a bunch of live performances and all the music videos and stuff. And here's the thing that I didn't take away from it while listening to it. Uh, there's the, the lead singer is the guitarist. And then there's another singer who's just mm-hmm. a singer with no instruments mm-hmm. who just runs around on stage and doesn't even do that many backing harmonies, just has like uh-huh. little singy stuff at parts. And then does basically the, the, the skank up version guy of just like, I'm just somebody on ener- with energy running around on stage. It's like, I, wait, why did, why wouldn't you get somebody that does the, like does a harmony for everything you're doing or something? Why is, right. why is this guy? See, like, look, Ted was here. <laughs> And we wanted to put him in the band. He can't play anything, and we already had a lead singer. So now Ted just has some bridges. Ted's the bridge man, the bridge maker. <laughs> so I, I did not know that. I, I had assumed that the guy singing was the lead singer. Right. And the other, there's another guy with a deeper voice who sings. Uh, and the backup <laughs> guitarist is also occasionally does, uh, he does more vocals than the other full-time vocalist, which, which was weird. But uh, that that other guitarist also occasionally plays the trumpet, and the backup singer guy does trombone every once in a while. But uh, if if you listen to this album, trombone isn't on that much, uh, and even on yeah. the songs it's on, sometimes it's on like a part of the song. So like right. there's live performances where it's just him like jumping off amps and ar- around the stage, just holding a trombone uh, and being excited <laughs> to be there. And then every once in a while, gets up to a mic and is like, "Yeah." And there's just like, I, I've, n- I've never seen this in any other band. I was like, what, what, is, I, I wonder, like, I wish it was like some sort of like a situation like in musical theater where like he's the lyricist and they're like, look, right. we have to leave him in the band, I guess, uh, even though he, he doesn't have that good of a voice and he can't play any instruments, but he wrote some pretty good songs. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just on stage making the faces to uh, to to emote the feelings of the words he can't sing. I don't know. It's it, it, it was very funny to me. And it's in the music videos, too, where it's like he's just uh, running around with his mic. And then it cuts from him holding a microphone to the lead singer playing his guitar. And then it focuses on the lead singer. And at first, I was like, who is this other guy? And then I was like, oh, so that's just his thing. He's just there. Uh <laughs> Which I, I really enjoy. <laughs> uh, it reminds me, I went to go see uh, Dance Gavin Dance. Um, oh, 2006, I think? They just think came through Kansas City. I just missed them. This was my um, chance. This was back before. This is the this was when their first album came out. Um, and... Uh, 
it's uh the the there was two lead singers uh at the time there was uh there was like seven people in the band i think but there was two lead singers and they were just there was like the guy who screamed and there was a guy who sang and they just shared the stage and it was really weird it looked like karaoke right like a karaoke with a backing band so and it was it was performed in a church where the stage was super small anyway <laughs> and this church was called club relevant which i believe they have opened a uh which is uh run by a sleazy pastor okay. it was a real weird uh nobody liked the guy and it was a, it was a whole thing but i believe like Somebody has now taken the relevant name and has opened another place. I don't know if that's still open, but it was like the only place that had like different shows. Like you couldn't find, uh, you couldn't find a lot of, there wasn't a lot of places to go to in Virginia. Uh, so club relevant was just like, Hey, if you're a weird band, uh, oh, <laughs> it's apparently it's called, uh, it's called the new club relevant called the refuge. Club Irrelevant would have been such a better and more fitting. <laughs> hey, do you want to see people you can't see anywhere else because no one gives a shit? Welcome to Club Irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, like this is the this is the place where uh, I don't think this place is open. <laughs> so uh, my, there's just a Stefan bit coming here. It's got everything. <laughs> yeah, church pastors. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the last. Uh, <laughs> The l- I'll work that one out later in a tweet where we promote the show. There's just so much there. That's so it's great. got pastors. There's teenagers. We've got a band. We've got that twenty the year old the hardcore guys selling T-shirts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, look, I'm trying to find if this place is still open, but it's apparently not. Uh, not. I can't tell, like, because I'm looking. I'm trying to find. It's the new club relevant at, at the refuge is the place. I'm ch- I'm still confused as to whether this place is open or not. Uh, I'm I'm guessing I'm guessing it is not open because the, the venue is called. Uh, well, the building is called the refuge, but yes. the the stage is called the shape of entertainment to come. <laughs> Uh, this is, this is, uh, this is something, cause there's like videos from, uh, from 2015, uh-huh. but like when I search for it, I'm trying to find like, is this, is this place around? Is it in, <laughs> all right. It's in Chesapeake. Is this, is this recent? Is this, I can't, I literally cannot tell. There's like, no, there's like, oh, there's a band. Okay, zero upcoming concerts, and there's one poster from years ago. Apparently, it's not the last concert that was there was the Virginia Metal Festival uh, in 2016. One, I did not know there was a Virginia Metal Festival. <laughs> now I'm. St- oh, you've never been to Vig Met Fet? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that I shortened Fest to Fet. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, good. Uh, there's the Virginia Extreme Metal Festival. Well, uh, oh, 
okay, that's actually the best part. <laughs> I like that there is enough uh, people there that uh, looked at it and they're like, you know what? It's not actually as extreme as as I would uh, want this, this metal website. festival. Oh, <laughs> uh, this website though. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna send you this on Discord so you can see this S- website. Send it my way. I love to see uh, websites. Oh my! It looks like it was made in 1999. Oh my god! Oh, they just <laughs> repurposed. This, this this is what this is what Pitchfork looked like when it launched. Yeah, this is the same format. Oh and like, shit! The picture, the pictures that they're shooting are all like washed out, and it's a, it's all back when people had just like flash digital cameras, and like the, I'm looking at a picture of a guy from like beneath his shoe. Yeah, it, just a redheaded dude who's clearly flush from having to sing to heart too hard. Oh yeah, here is complimentary to the people. Yeah, not not at all. Oh, the oh, this... the, the metal down below where you can tell that either they uh, washed it out with the light, where there was just no one in the room, and it's a coffee shop or something, and they wouldn't turn the lights down. Oh, there's there's a picture there where they've got their CDs and their tip jar in front of the band, and there's clearly no one there. Oh no, oh man, this is this is sadness incarnate. Yeah, As this a, is uh, this every like every metal band looks like this, like this guy has the guy the the tip jar and the CDs, like the guy who is the lead singer who is, uh, screaming into a mic that is still on the stand. He has like you could see his giant beard, but he shaved it down to where the beard is just on his chin, but it's like a giant chin beard. Yes. Yes. It's not a. It's not a good look. Cadet caps everywhere. Like that's what. Uh, that's what <laughs> local metal bands look. Apparently, the Twitter is still running. Huh. I'm so. I'm like so confused. Huh. The state. The state of Virginia has like two concert venues, and nobody ever comes to them. Uh, we have the Norva. Like we have like the big places. Like we have an amphitheater and all that. Okay. But we have the Norva, which is like where I saw a lot of shows growing up. But like every time I go to look at shows, it's just like, oh, the same bands are playing right. there that were playing five years ago. Like they just kind of get the same material in all the time. I'm gonna look at the schedule. Uh, apparently, playing playing tonight is Shane Dollar. You know him. Uh, there's the Turnpike Troubadours. Uh oh. Can you guess who's coming July 6th? Whom's? Puddle of Mud. They're coming through here, too. Uh, the tour is called the Resurrection Tour. And, and I was like, what are we resurrecting? I mean, I th- there was nothing think, there in the first I think, place. <laughs> I think the lead singer, because he was arrested, uh, like, last year or two years ago. For, for what? Uh, drunken something. <laughs> Great. The whole yeah, uh, oh, uh, July nineteenth, the World Arm Wrestling League. Okay, I'm flying out. <laughs> like this is I'm gonna come see this, the World Arm Wrestling League. We're just gonna look at a bunch of man arms for like two days. <laughs> <laughs> like they have a lot. Like when I was in high school, they had a lot of uh, like rock bands come through and whatnot. They have a lot of rappers now. Um, it's an easier show. You don't have to mic a drum kit. <laughs> but like, it's just like Pennywise is coming. 
uh, Pusha T, apparently. I can go see him. I'd just pay to see him yell at Drake. I'd, that's what I'd do. Actually, yes. Yeah, I hope it's called the Victory Tour. The Victory Lap. <laughs> <laughs> no one uh, in history Alkaline Trio. <laughs> I'm, like, this place seems too big for Alkaline, or too small for Alkaline Trio. And also Guar is coming. Like, it's just like the weirdest sort of thing, but it's like the same like I'm looking at and I'm just like I could have looked at this last year and it's like the same bands that are that are playing like Iron and Wine plays here like once a year uh UB40 is playing for some reason I didn't even know there was still a band uh. and then there's the National up in Richmond which is which is owned by they're owned by the same company but they still have they get better shows than we do and it like and it's like three hours away. Like Jimmy Eat World is going to play there, but they're not coming down here because nobody's down here. DJ Pauly D, <laughs> want to see him? Like they're getting thrice. Like I would love to see thrice perform. Oh, I didn't know. But thrice also, was on tour. that sounds fun. I didn't either. Um, but also, UB40 is also playing there. So in case you missed the UB40 here or there, you can come here and see him too. <laughs> but Virginia, Virginia has such a like a like a it's like like a barren music area because this area is literally for like military families, and so you get like coming to the amphitheater three doors down, and you're just like fucking shit. <laughs> It's, it's a nightmare. Like, uh, there's no music left here. So how was your trip to uh, to L.A.? It's good. I think more relevant to what we're talking about, though, is probably the, uh, the Summerland tour uh, that I went to the night before I left for L.A. Uh, the so, Summerland tour? So Summerland is run by uh, Art Alexicus of Everclear, and it's a chance mm. for him to go out on the road every year with a bunch of 90s bands to ostensibly get people to come to an Everclear concert. So in mm. the overtime, like live Gin Blossom, Soul Asylum, Eve Six, the Toadies, these have all been people on it. So this year it was Local H, Marcy Playground, and then Everclear. That's Mel Six and Candy I like that yours is more of an Eddie Vedder doing Marcy Playground. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone from the 90s sounds like to me. Oh, oh Who's, yeah, wait, no, you're right. <laughs> that's, like, I know he doesn't sound like that, but, like, everyone in the, like, the guy so from, right. uh, uh, what is that one song? Once there was a killed, a better dirt, a better herber. You know that song. <laughs> you're thinking of the crash test dummies. That's it. He, like, he's just, like, pitched down Eddie Vedder. <laughs> Everyone is Eddie Vedder. So tell me about this show. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm stuck on our... I think Everyone is Eddie Vedder would be a great podcast name where we never talk <laughs> about music. Uh, what song did... What song did... Like, what is Local H's song? Local H has had a number of hit songs, uh, but they've also, like, they are worshipped as unto gods in Chicago. Uh, and really? I, I used to get to see them a lot there. Yeah, it's just uh, it's I, it's just drummer and lead singer on guitar, uh, and and that 
it, they were the sort of the first people to do that two guy makeup in a in a way in the nineties. Uh, and they used like I I remember seeing Chicago shows where they would put like uh, a big wheel up on the board with like eighty of their songs and spin it and whatever it landed on and like some gigantic musicians throughout history like Bruce Springsteen can do stuff like that and in lo- and in Chicago that worked for local age because that's how much people fucking love local age and they're older dudes now but they fucking tore through this set and I was just like wow that's a lot but also. It was at 6 p.m. in Kansas City in a venue behind a pizza place. So there were 60 people there, and I was sitting on bleachers like a baseball game. Uh, (laughs) I paid $10 each per ticket to sit on the bleachers, which other people couldn't come sit on the bleachers. And before the show, a couple of guys that were older than me from high school came up to say hi uh, from my hometown, which is three hours away from Kansas City. And one of them flew in from another state to be at this show and i was like wow there is an entertainment (laughs) desert out here and uh i'm really gonna start charging more for my stand-up shows um (sighs) so local h just did a rip and set and they were great and then marcy playground went up and like marcy playgrounds one of those 90s bands that like i gave a lot of time and effort to after the first album like i loved that first album i know every song Mm -hmm. on it uh and i love their second album and I actually got up uh, uh, to their third album, which was named MP3, because uh, it was Marcy Playground 3, but also because uh, no one actually uh, bought a copy. We all just downloaded it. And they did... I, un- I understand jokes. They did an incredible show. Uh, and uh, at one point, my friend who was sitting next to me, who only knew like Sex and Candy, leaned over and he was like, mm-hmm. is this what... It, like, it, they were, they're a three-piece... Uh, and he's like, is mm-hmm. this what uh, the Decemberists would sound like if they were more focused and didn't just fuck around all the time? I was like, oh, <laughs> that's interesting, because at one point they did an eight-minute song that's about a pirate uh, that's in weird time signatures. And I was like, I remember this song. I have no idea why you'd play it. And I was just like, this is great and fun and what an interesting thing. And everyone was singing along. I was like, well, I was really blown away by Marcy Playground. Uh, and then Everclear came out. And uh, I th- I've told you about this. My cousin grew up obsessed with Everclear, like mm-hmm. uh, wrote, wrote in her journal about Everclear every day when she was a teenager. And like it, Art Alexicus is going to come steal me and we're going to get married on an island. Uh, so I've grown up listening to like every Everclear B- B-side, but they're one of those bands I've ne- never gotten to see. And people were warning me. They were like, hey don't get your hopes up for Everclear. And I was like, why? And they were like, well, 10 years ago I saw him, and, like, it was real bad. And I was like, well, how bad? Because they, they could have said, because it's Everclear. It, it, it could have. covered it. Uh, and what happened on that stage, What the first thing that I realized is that uh, the event was sort of, there was, like, some local radio DJ guy who came out before each band and was like, hey, let's, let's put our hands together. Let's get stoked. Here's my friend, DJ Derek, who's gonna do some, <laughs> he's gonna play some Nirvana before the band comes out. Uh, and I came to realize as Everclear took the stage, that wasn't just some local DJ piece of shit. That was Art Alexicus. He was he was <laughs> running the night, and I just didn't recognize him because he looks like the ghost of a man who once had a father. Uh, <laughs> and and so what he's done is that he got these two young, really attractive like. Asian brothers or maybe twins uh, to play bass mm-hmm. and, and backup guitar uh, who are maybe like 23 
uh, and they flank him mm-hmm. on both sides of the stage, and they jump off at amps, and they throw their guitars around and stuff, and it does not make him look younger. It makes him look like uh, they are vampires who just keep feeding on him between songs, <laughs> and that's why he has hollow cheeks and dead eyes, because they need him for energy. Uh, it was it was the bleakest, darkest thing, and like a few songs in, I was like, oh my god, like I've never, I I can't remember ever being at a show where I was like, I I actually feel so bad for what I'm saying and so regretful that I came that I have yeah, to he, leave. He looks, he, he looks old. <laughs> like I'm looking at pictures, he's always kind of looked old, right? Uh, but he looks. He looks old, but he, it was also like he, like he couldn't he couldn't sing the notes, and he, he sounded tired and out of breath from the second song onward, like he just smoked like ten packs of cigarettes and done a run. Uh, and yeah. so it was like, oh, these songs don't sound good, and like there's this weird thing happening, and I actively kind of feel bad for him. Uh, I was like, ah, this is this is shitty. And people that were I I had a, I got a bunch of tickets for this because it was super fucking cheap. Uh, and so brought some friends uh, and even people that didn't really know Everclear were like, this is making me feel sad. And I was like, I, I agree. We can go. <laughs> so we got like eight or nine songs in. Uh, and in the first three or four, he played almost everything I wanted to hear, including he. I really like some of the very early Everclear stuff because it's just this drug addict dude uh, blasting uh-huh. through these songs. And it's very honest and straightforward. Uh, and like he did a couple of songs off those early albums that I really loved. Uh, but when you're watching a guy play it at about half speed from what he was when he was, you know, on, on the speed, uh, and he's, <laughs> and like the honesty of it is completely gone. Cause you can't sing those words in the same way when you've now testified in front, in front of Congress and you have a family that you're just doing this for their mortgage. Like it doesn't, there's no honesty to what you're performing. Uh, and then there was also a song yeah. that I completely forgotten existed where he's just like uh, the chorus, the, 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 the last line of the, of the verses is like me and my black girlfriend. And it's all like, fuck you. How dare you not accept me and my black girlfriend? And I was like, oh, this is not aged like I'm in the 90s. What a what a good in your face thing. Now we're we're all in a racial man. Like it's not a. You, right. there's, there's nothing to fight back on with that, and and it sounds yeah. you're, you're you're old enough now that when you say black, it sounds the way that racists say black. <laughs> just an older uh, past forty right. white people can't say the word black. It's just I'm I'm it's it's done. Uh, and I was like, oh, this is that was the point. I was like, you know what? Now now it's not only just embarrassing. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta go. Yeah, it was we like we, we, we have to we, leave. Who's who's Uber? Do we call? Uh, <laughs> So yeah, that was I, I was like, oh, this is it, it was an interesting thing to look at how music ages, how performers age, and how material ages. Because I think I liked Marcy Playground so much now, and including the fact that they at one point were like, "We're gonna do the song. Uh, go ahead and get your phones queued up. We'll wait. We know this is the one you're looking for." And I was like, "That's nice." And then they did a couple of songs after it, and I was like, "That's courage." <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm looking at pictures. I've just been staring at pictures of our Alexicus for five minutes or whatever <laughs> and he him and rivers cuomo seem to exist in the same uh sort of genre of man uh where they look they've looked exactly the same for 30 years now but and they're dressing exactly the same as they did before but their faces look like it's just 
it's like they're 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 obviously older, but it's like they're withering. Like uh-huh. not just they're not growing older. It's like they're withering. <laughs> like the the world has taken something from them. Because he's like, there's like pictures of him and just like pla- uh, plaid shirts that obviously is like this shirt is for twenty year olds, not not like the plaid shirt of a dad. And he's wearing like just black, just black t shirts on stage, and it's just like. Uh, you can't, it's just one of those things where it like with Weezer, it feels like this is young people's music and young people in a way where it's just like, you can't keep doing this. <laughs> like, it's like when it's, it's in the video game industry, when someone like a Cliffy B or a Dave Jaffe is just like, we're going to make the games that we made in the nineties. And you're just like, you can't do that anymore. Yeah. Like, it doesn't work. So somebody else who's young uh, and who didn't live through that but is experiencing it for the first time can make those kind of games, and they'll be interesting and fun, like Strafe. Right. Right. Uh, I've been playing... Uh, I played a little bit of that Quake Champions. Um, nice. How is it? And uh, it's pretty good. I enjoyed... I was getting my ass kicked a lot, but it was uh, it was fun. It's like it was obviously made by someone who has learned from other... Like, growing up on those games. Right. It's just like... You can't continue to make the same thing for 30 years right? because it's not going to have the same impact of then and now. Like, it's not you can't you can't do that because it just comes off as weird and trying to. Because uh, we talk, we were talking about uh, when you went to the Vegas thing and the asshole was saying stupid shit on stage. Oh, and, that was oh a, no effects. That was has good. Had their entire tour canceled. Right, that was a good sentence that I just said. Yeah, uh, the yeah. asshole saying stupid shit on stage, which is most punk shows. Um, it's like you can't keep doing that. <laughs> you have to. There has to be. There has to be something. Like, like even bands like Blink One Eighty Two have changed their sound to sound older. Right. Like they're not making. Uh, they're doing a like Vegas they show ha- right now with Vegas dancers. Yes, they've they've <laughs> adapted to some things. <laughs> Yeah, like it's it's really it's really weird, and it sounds like with uh with uh, Marcy Playground, uh that they've they've done their thing, but they've they've like made their own thing and like continued to sort of evolve along with as they got older, where bands like Everclear have not. Yeah. Or, but I mean, the other th- the other side of that is that Everclear has kept recording music that has become uh, very dad rocky pop stuff. And it, it, there was a point that I hit that I was like, I, I I mean, I showed up to the show being like, I wish they'd do songs off Sparkle and Fade. And they did songs off Sparkle and Fade, and I was wrong to ask for that. And at some point <laughs> I was like, I actually just wish he'd perform his more recent dad rock bullshit because at least... It would be coming from a place of honesty, and I think maybe he could sing it because he's not trying to speed rock his way through some nonsense about being addicted to heroin. Uh, yeah, yeah, so it, it, and and that was a, a twist for me too. I was like, oh, there are artists now that I would still like to see, but I'd like to see them not pretend, uh, and that and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I was. I'm sorry. I was looking at his uh, looking at his uh, Wikipedia page. And they're like, I don't know. It's just like this. It feels, it feels like 
Like, I don't, I don't know how this makes you feel because it's like, it's just like he was in Space Coast, Coast to Coast. He was on the Chris Isaac show. He was in 2006. He was on the O'Reilly Factor to talk about his music video. And she's like, what are you talking about? What is this? It's just, it's such a weird point in music, like where this comes from, like this sort of music where it comes from, because it's like the time when white guy music transferred from like i'm so cool look at me i'm sleeping with girls all the time and partying to like i'm sad all the time this is like the start of it basically and it just kept going and it's waxes and wanes with the moons of sad white guys (laughs) oh my god (laughs) i don't know what i'm talking about anymore so, would you say that Wall of People is your favorite band from Providence, Rhode Island? Uh, I don't know any other bands from Providence, Rhode Island. So, you'd so say yes. they're your favorite? Okay, good. I would say Montiara is my favorite Providence, Rhode Island band. Uh, but really, I really, really like this album. And it, it's, uh, it is, like, it's 40 minutes long. Get through it. It's also just, like, loud. And there's a lot of stuff going on. And it's fun to listen to in the car, especially if you crank the speakers up. It's it's a very uh, fun album, and it is it it, it has a, a diversity of sound throughout. It's just a it's a very full palette. Uh, like they just yes. uh, there's there's symphonic stuff in there. There's there's so many things going on with the guitars. There's horns randomly at points. Uh, the the two vocalists actually, it, I could tell that they were there on the album. I just didn't know that one of them doesn't do anything on stage except be happy <laughs> to be there. Uh, which I, I actually think will make the album even better for me. Just imagining him in the studio, <laughs> hanging back, jumping around. He, he's <laughs> jumping just around getting coffee for, his, for everyone, uh... and he's he's basically the assistant. <laughs> yeah, I like this this album a lot too. Give it a listen. Uh, do you like uh, either of their other albums? I listened to. I haven't listened to the first one. I liked um, uh, whatever the second one, "Break Through the Silence." I liked that one, uh, but this album is just so much. Like it's. It's full, yeah, and it's it's very I don't know exciting. It's exciting to listen to because it's it sounds like something cool is happening. It does, yeah, it, it absolutely does. That's the better version of of my story from the start. This it just felt like there was some something cool going on, and I didn't right. have to think about it very much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you got anything else? Uh, I'm at Brock Wilbur on all social media places. I have a podcast with my wife called Missouri Loves Company. I also my produce wife. the show Majority 54 for Crooked Media, so give that a listen. Uh, Terrence, you have another. Oh, you have another podcast. Yeah, Carrying Into the Void, about caring for people and darkness. Terrence, where can people find you? You can find me at Twitter on the... You can find me on Twitter <laughs> at the Black Nerd. And on, uh, I've been streaming video games on Twitch. At the Black Nerd, also there, Twitch.tv slash the Black Nerd. And I have another podcast called Whatever We Call It. And uh, we just, re- I literally right before we recorded this, I recorded that, and it, I've just been talking for <laughs> two hours. Um, you should have a nap. <laughs> uh, naps are for people who need to think rationally. <laughs> Well, thank you, everybody, so much for listening to our show. Thank you so much. And uh, review our show if you like the show. Yeah. Because that would help a lot. But as always, <laughs> yes. we are the coolest kids, and we take what we can get. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>